Chapter 2 Two Wolves Since she had first become the wolf, Olivia Hunter had been through many trials and tribulations. So too had her daughter, Melissa. So too did everyone who one day awoke and found out that they were and perhaps had always been a werewolf or anything out of the ordinary or anything other than what they always believed they were. Some werewolves are born to be werewolves. Some turn into werewolves after they are attacked, bitten or scratched by a werewolf. There are all kinds of werewolves. There are all kinds of vampires, ghosts and all many of supernatural beings. And some are more friendly than others. Some are more antagonistic than others. Some cannot help themselves from being who and what they are, and some who choose to be who and what they are, just as there are people all around the world. And sometimes, some extraordinary individuals need some help in either transitioning from one state of being to another, or they need some assistance in learning some coping skills. When Olivia Hunter first discovered that she was a werewolf, she had no support whatsoever. And this continued to be the case for the first ten years of her life as a werewolf. As Olivia regularly turned into a wolf, ran into the forest, ran for the hills and howled at the moon. Then Olivia was found by another werewolf, Tala, who unfortunately turned out to be a bad wolf, for want of a better term to describe just how twisted, manipulative and hateful she was. However, Olivia's experience with Tala, her progenitor, or the one who brought the wolf out of her, and with Tala's ex-husband, Mingan, who was also just as twisted and who used the gift of the wolf within them in such a way that Olivia Hunter considered their actions and their intentions to be a desecration of who and what the wolf really was, did not have any effect on how Olivia saw other werewolves she met afterwards. Olivia was asked by her biological parents if she would meet with someone, another werewolf who had recently discovered who and what they were, so that she may lend them a helping hand and give them and their parents some advice on what they should do to control and focus the gift of the wolf within them. The person that Olivia had been asked to meet with was Lucy Lumen a 19-year-old college student who had recently started to exhibit certain tendencies that her parents believed were indications that there might be something different about her. Lucy's parents were not werewolves, however they knew Olivia's biological parents, who they knew had some knowledge of the supernatural, and they asked them whether they thought Lucy might be a werewolf. Then, one night, Lucy changed into a wolf right in front of her parents, and after that there was no longer any further ambiguity as to what she was. However, then the questions that followed were, what next? What did they do? What did Lucy do? What if someone found out? Was there a way to stop Lucy from turning into a wolf? And it was at this point when Lucy's parents reached out to Olivia's biological parents for insight, assistance and guidance. And then Olivia's biological parents told Olivia, who then agreed to travel to Birmingham from the New Forest to meet with Lucy. Olivia took the train from Ashurst train station, 
which was located within the village where she lived, and she travelled the three hours that it took to get from the New Forest to Birmingham New Street Station, where it had been arranged that Lucy and her parents would meet her after she alighted. Olivia had never minded long train journeys, because it gave her time to think, to write, as well as to read a book, which, when she had the opportunity to do so, was usually something by one of her favourite horror or fancy authors, including, of course, her partner in every sense of the word, the vampire king himself, Vega. As soon as Olivia disembarked from the train and she went up the escalator that led to the expansive and architecturally pleasing Grand Central Terminal, where passengers waited and were able to see the time of all the train departures and arrivals and the flat screen monitors, Olivia was immediately greeted by Lucy's parents who embraced her with open arms. Olivia! Olivia Hunter! Yes? We thought that was you! It's so good to finally meet you! said Lucy's mother, Deborah, as she finally let go of Olivia. Uh, hi. Yes, yeah, I'm Olivia Hunter. How did you know? asked a startled Olivia with a smile. Lucy looked you up on the internet. She says that you wrote a book about being a wolf, replied Deborah excitedly. Oh, that's... Well, I technically co-read it with a friend of mine, Mark, but yeah. Everything within the wolf in me is word for word what happened to me. It wasn't an easy experience to recall some of what happened to me, but once I started, I didn't want to stop. Because even though most people who read it would probably just think everything in it is fiction, it all happened just as we wrote it. Has Lucy read it? replied Olivia, as she looked around, hoping to spot Lucy standing behind her parents. Um, no. Not yet. We have, of course, but we thought that your story might be better coming from you, said Lucy's father, Dan, as he stepped forwards and extended his right hand to Olivia. It's wonderful to meet you finally. Of course. Of course. Um, is Lucy here? asked Olivia, as she looked around at the many faces of the other train passengers who could be seen standing as well as passing through the train station. Uh, no. No, she isn't, replied Dan, before Deborah once again spoke up and said, She... she hasn't left her room in two days, but she promised that she would meet us all in Starbucks near Victoria Square at one o'clock, so if we leave now, then she should be waiting for us when we get there. That sounds good to me. I could do with a venti caramel macchiato about now, replied Olivia with a smile. So, shall we go? said Olivia, before she and Lucy's parents walked out of Grand Central, across the tramway, and then onto the bustling New Street High Street itself, before finally reaching Victoria Square and the large Starbucks cafe near it. As soon as Olivia and Lucy's parents walked into the large Starbucks cafe, Olivia scanned the cafe to attempt to find Lucy among all the faces of everybody within enjoying a beverage or something to eat. But at first she did not believe that Lucy was there. Then Olivia heard Lucy's mother, Deborah, call out, Lucy! And when Olivia looked around, that was when she immediately found herself looking into the eyes of 19-year-old Lucy Lumen. Lucy, this is Olivia. Olivia Hunter, said Lucy's father, as he introduced Olivia to Lucy.
Hi, Lucy. How are you? asked Olivia with a smile as she walked towards Lucy. However, Lucy said nothing. She merely stood where she was in the middle of the cafe with her arms crossed obstinately across her chest. Lucy, speak. Miss Hunter has come a long way to see you, said Lucy's mother as she scowled at Lucy. It's all right. It's all right. How about we order something to drink, huh? What do you want to drink? A latte? An iced tea? A hot chocolate? said Olivia as she continues to look into Lucy's eyes. She... she doesn't drink coffee, actually. We think it might be a contributing factor in her... you know, her change, said Lucy's mother with a whisper, so as nobody else could hear her nor possibly decipher what change she was referring to. Ah, I see. Well, I can tell you that it doesn't matter if you drink coffee or you don't drink coffee. The one within will come out no matter what. But if you don't want coffee, then I would definitely recommend a hot chocolate. Now, one of those will calm you down and might even put you straight to sleep, replied Olivia with a smile. So, how about it? Once again, Lucy did not respond until Lucy's father looked her in the eye and then Lucy nodded her head up and down slowly, seemingly in agreement. After Olivia went to the counter to order herself a venti caramel macchiato and Lucy a venti hot chocolate, Olivia joined Lucy and her parents at the table where they were sitting and waiting patiently, and she put the large cup of hot chocolate with whipped cream down in front of Lucy. There you are. I didn't know if you liked cream, but I thought I would ask for it anyway. Take it from me, it adds so much to the drink. Mark my words said Olivia, as she sat down on her seat and then set down her own large white mug. Say thank you, Lucy, said Lucy's mother, as she stared at her. It's okay. She doesn't need to thank me. But I do think it is time that we talked, don't you? said Olivia, as she looked at both of Lucy's parents. Of course, replied Lucy's father. And for us to do that, I believe that it would be better if Lucy and I were to do so alone. If you both don't mind, said Olivia with a smile, as she looked at Lucy and then at her parents. I, we, um, of course, of course, um, where shall we, replied Lucy's father, before his train of thought trailed off. Anywhere, we shouldn't be long. You have my number, right? We could arrange to meet up again in, let's say, an hour, and then we'll see what happens next. Yes, said Olivia, as she once again looked at Lucy and then to her parents. That would be... that would be wonderful. Yes, of course, replied Deborah, Lucy's mother, with an awkward smile before she and Dan stood up from their seats. So, we'll see you in an hour then? asked Dan. Lucy's father, as he looked down at Olivia and then at Lucy, who remained seated at the table. Of course, I'll let you know when we are ready, okay? said Olivia, still continuing to smile as she looked up at both Deborah and Dan until they finally walked away from the table and out the door of Starbucks, leaving Olivia and Lucy sitting across the table from one another and staring at each other. So, where shall we start? 
asked Olivia, as she looked Lucy in the eye. Olivia smiling constantly, while Lucy just sat there with a blank expression on her face. I know what you're going through, you know. I've been there. I've done it. I've brought the t-shirt and worn it out. And I still have the scars to prove it. Although you may not see them upon my skin. No. The scars I'm talking about are in here said Livia, as she pointed with both index fingers to the left and right hand side of her head. I know all about the feelings that you're feeling. I know all about the nightmares that you've probably been having. I've had those and others that would curl your hair, believe me. I've seen things. I've done things that I'm not proud of, but in the moment I did them, they needed to be done explained Olivia with a solemn expression on her face as she recalled events from her past. I know what it's like to not want to talk about what is inside of you. Believe me. My parents still don't know what I am and I first changed almost 25 years ago. So I know what it's like to keep a secret from those who you love. In fact, you're lucky. Because your parents know who and what you are, and they will be there to support you. Me? I had to do it all alone. I had to sneak around and run as far away as I could every month just so that I could change without anyone finding out what I was. Because back then, I hated being... I hated being who and what I was. What I am. I used to think being who and what I am was a curse, but now I realise that it is a gift. And one day you will see it like that too, because the wolf is a gift. And it is a spirit and a power that no one else could ever possibly know or imagine, unless they too were what we are, said Olivia with a smile, as tears began to well up in her eyes. But, as Uncle Ben once said to Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. Which means that if you are given the gift to be able to do something extraordinary, then you need to treat it with the respect that it deserves. But don't get me wrong, I have made mistakes along the way. I'm not perfect by any means, but I have learned from my mistakes. Or at least, I've tried to. And if you try in life, then you cannot fail, explained Olivia impassionedly. But enough from me. I want to hear from you. Tell me about yourself. Tell me what you are feeling. Tell me what you think about all this. About being... About being the wolf. And what does the wolf tell you about yourself? What does the voice within you tell you it wants to do? Because though the wolf in us is the same, depending on who they are within us, can colour how they will act and who they will be when they eventually overcome and dominate you, asked Olivia, as she continued to stare intently at Lucy. However, as before, Lucy said nothing and did nothing. She didn't even take a sip from the large white mug of hot chocolate that Olivia had bought for her. I get it. You don't want to talk while others are around. But 
What about now? asked Olivia. At first, out loud and for all to hear, but then only within her mind so as to test to see if Lucy could read her thoughts and communicate with her telepathically, just as Olivia could with her daughter, Melissa. However, yet again, nothing. Silence. No response. And then the wolf within Olivia came forward and seemingly made a connection to their counterpart within Lucy. And that was when Olivia noticed Lucy begin to shift in her seat as if she was uncomfortable and restless. It's okay, Lucy. It's okay. It's just the wolf in me talking to the wolf in you. They won't hurt you. I won't hurt you. We're the same, said Olivia with a smile and a slow nod of the head. Why? said Lucy quietly, as Olivia could see tears begin to roll down her cheeks. Why? Why what? asked Olivia. Why me? asked Lucy with a whisper. I know. I used to ask the same question. Why me? Why was I cursed with this, with this beast in me? Why couldn't I just have been a normal teenager having fun with my friends? Believe me, I asked every question imaginable, but in the end I realised that it had to be me. It was always going to be me, and now it must be you. And it is meant to be you. You have been given the gift. I know that it doesn't feel that way right now, but you have, and you will realise that one day. You will see the wolf for who and what they are, and you will feel privileged to be them, just as they are privileged to be you, explained Olivia, as she too began to cry. Believe me, it will get easier, said Olivia, as she reached across the table and held both Lucy's hands in hers and continued to look into her eyes, as she saw more and more of who and how she used to be when she was Lucy's age, and how she wished at the time she had someone to talk to about what was inside of her. It... It will? asked Lucy quietly. It will. I promise you it will. And I'll be there to help you every step of the way, if and when you need me. Because, like I said, I used to be you a long time ago, replied Olivia, as she squeezed Lucy's hands to reassure her of her sincerity. I can't tell you what to do with the wolf in you. I can only advise you and support you, but if you truly listen to the will of the wolf, then it will guide you down the path you are destined to walk, explained Olivia. Olivia then let go of Lucy's hands and stood up from the table as Lucy chose to do the same and then both Olivia and Lucy embraced one another in a hug and then Olivia whispered into Lucy's right ear Just be, okay? Just be which was also the song title and one of the lyrics to one of Olivia's favourite songs, Just Be, written by one of Olivia's favourite female artists, Kirsty Hawkshaw. I will. I will, said Lucy, as tears rolled down her cheeks, 
as she felt the wolf rise within her, and for the first time since she knew what she was, she did not feel afraid, because she knew Olivia would always be there for her.